We're in the book of Colossians, specifically chapter 2 today. And if I had to summarize the book of Colossians in one sentence, one phrase, it would be this, Jesus is better. Jesus is better. What was going on with the believers in Colossae at the time was that they were getting distracted, particularly by certain elements of their culture and, and, and religion specifically within their culture. They were being influenced by that to the extent that, that they were letting that supersede and replace Christ and how awesome he is and how excellent he is, how all extensive and all inclusive he is. They were letting those different elements in their culture, specifically related to religion, replace Jesus. And so what the Apostle Paul does in his earnest care and burden for the believers there is he just goes off on talking about how excellent and awesome Christ is. He's the all-inclusive one. He has the first place in all things. He's the mystery and embodiment of God. He's the head and constituent of the church. He's our portion, our life. He's the hope of the believer. He's the body of all positive things. Specifically here, in, in just in chapter 2, I just wanted to read off all the things he just weaves into his writing, again, to just highlight for us and for the Colossian believers how excellent Jesus is. Chapter 2, these are, these are just in chapter 2. Christ is the mystery of God, verse 3. He's the one in whom all treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden, verse 3. He's the land we're walking in and we're rooted in and are built up in, verse 6 and 7. He's the one in whom the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily, verse 9. He's the one in whom we're filled, verse 10. He's the head of all rule and authority, verse 10. He's the one whom we're buried with, verse 12. He's the one whom we're raised with, verse 12. He's the one whom we've been made alive together with, verse 13. He's the one who took our debt of trespasses and nailed them to the cross, canceling our debt and the demands it had on us. Verse 13 and 14. He's the body of all the shadows. Verse 17. He's the head. Verse 19. That's just in chapter two. <laughs> Isn't Jesus awesome? Are you getting the point? Christ is incredible. And what had been taking place is that specifically some Judaic ascetic practices that were in the Colossian culture there, the believers were kind of letting those things seep in and replace Jesus. Judaic ascetic practices, number one, and number two, philosophical Gnostic mysticism. Philosophical Gnostic mysticism. These two aspects of a kind of a religious culture were being mixed in in the church and replacing Christ. So I just want to address those two things specifically, take you guys to them, and, and see what Paul does with it here. Number one, Judaic ascetic practices. See what he says in chapter 2, verse 16. Let no one, therefore, judge you in eating and in drinking, or in respect of a feast, or of a new moon, 
or of the Sabbath. These kind of things happen if you're, you know, if you've been a Christian for long or you just grew up in some kind of religious circle, oftentimes there are things, practices, uh, what to wear, what to eat, what to drink, what holidays to celebrate, how to celebrate them, um, how to do what, what to say when, all these kind of things, they come in and those things can seem to be the most important aspects of, of what's going on in that religious society. And what Paul is, is beseeching the Colossians to do is to not let people judge them. Don't let people judge you in what you eat and in what you drink or in respect of a feast or of a new moon or, or of the Sabbath. They had been having people tell them, you know what, you're, you're just really not cutting it. You're not pleasing God if you don't eat this or not eat that, or if you don't drink this and not drink that, or, or when do you drink it? Do you celebrate this feast? How do you do it? Are you there on time? What are you wearing? It's all these things that they're having preached to them, and they're being counseled. You need to go after these things. Paul's saying, don't let anyone judge you in those things. Those things, those things, those positive things, eating, drinking, the feast, the new moon, the Sabbath, verse 17, those are just a shadow they're a shadow of the things to come. And the body is of Christ. What's he saying? He's saying those things that the Old Testament talked about, feasts, um, Sabbath, new moon, all, he's saying all those things are, are shadows of Christ. They're pictures. Don't, don't get caught up on trying to work out and keep the picture. We're in the New Testament age of grace and Christ has come. We've got him He's available to us now and within us now as the Spirit. Don't get tripped up on going backward and trying to, to keep and work out and do all these shadows. Right, we've got the real deal. He's come to us now. What to eat, what to drink, the feast, the new moon, the Sabbath. Those were all pictures of Christ. And now we have the person himself. Don't, don't get tripped up on those religious, ascetic practices. Do not eat, do not touch, do not taste. Verse 21, don't, don't get tripped up on that. You need to focus on Christ. Jesus is better. And then number two, they were getting tripped up by philosophical Gnostic mysticism that was rife and usual and amidst their culture there in Colossae. Let me focus you in on verse eight. Beware that no one carries you off as spoil through his philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Christ. There are certain philosophies, there are certain thoughts, there are certain traditions that if we allow, they will actually carry us away from Christ. They'll carry us away from Jesus, even if they've um, maybe they've been good to our heritage or to our family or to um, our, our, na our national way of life in, in any nation, any people, any culture. There are just certain things that if we allow them and adhere to them and prize them and value them, actually they can, they can carry us away from Christ. And that's what was happening to, Colossi, to, the, to the church in Colossae. And, and what specifically, what was the philosophy there? Let me bring you to verse 18. Let no one defraud you by judging you unworthy of your prize in self-chosen lowliness and the worship 
of the angels, dwelling on the things which he has seen, vainly puffed up by his mind, set on the flesh. So the philosophy, one of the strains of that, or one of the influences of that, that the believers in Colossae were experiencing and was carrying them away from Christ was this. You know what? You're, uh, you're too sinful and, and uh, too bad to worship God directly. Here, do this. Worship the angels. See, it's okay if we worship the angels. We're so far from God, and we could never attain to where he's at. So we just need to worship the angels. And then the angels, they can they can go to God on our behalf and speak to us on their behalf. And here's the deal. That sounds good, you know? Sounds good. It's kind of cool to think about, oh, yeah, the angels. What's their names? And what are they like? And uh, which angel do you worship? And it's kind of cool to, you know, to think about and things like that. And it sounds good, but verse 23, Paul says, Such things indeed have a reputation of wisdom, but they're of no value. They're of no value. Such things have, an, they have a reputation of wisdom, but they're not of any value against the indulgence of the flesh. It sounds good, but it's no good. And you know what we need to do? Instead of all of that, why not have how awesome and incredible Christ is? Why not have how incredible he is reminded to us and and set afresh before us? Instead of Judaic, ascetic practices, don't do this, don't do that, do this, do that, wear this, go there, Instead of those things, instead of philosophies and, and, and things that sound good, kind of coming in and leading us away from Christ, whether they come from our culture or another culture, instead of those things about valuing Jesus for who he really is. And I believe as we continue to read the book of Colossians, that's what we're going to see. Jesus is better. Jesus is better.